Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. You know, before they were legends of outlaw country, they were lost souls looking for their sound. Don't miss Mandy Moore and the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the rise of outlaw country music and its biggest stars. Hear how one woman's vision in her tiny living room, far from Nashville's Music Row, became the epicenter of a musical movement. Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in The Boar's Nest. Listen now at audible.com slash The Boar's Nest. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. Well, how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome into the Bobby Cass ACM Award Special. I am Kevin. And I'm Shannon Ella. I'm so excited to be doing this with you and talk about the awards because the ACMs, it's been a long time since I've actually sat and watched through an entire award show. And that was insane. Same. I didn't, and I never got bored. No, me neither. Because how could you? It was like performance. I felt like I was at a festival with really great speeches in between. Where It's like, you know, when you're at a wedding and the speeches sometimes go off. You know, a little bit. Yes, yes. This time it was like a wedding with like really great speeches. Yeah. It was <laughs> one after another and then performance after another. And there was never, I think there was maybe what, one commercial I want to say? Yeah. And if it was that. for an Amazon Prime show or movie coming out. Which so. I really want to watch. Yeah, I know. Same here. I was like, okay, even this is entertaining. <laughs> yeah, it was like the bull riding one. Did you see I, that? Maybe it was a bull. I remember Air. They, they were. Oh, uh, the Air one. Yes. Yes. That yes. one looks great too. But there was a bull riding show or something. And I was like, okay, I'm in. Um, but yeah, I feel like most award shows are going in the direction of like more performances. I feel like it's way better that way. Yeah. Because that's what we want to hear. Exactly. You're like, okay, we have all these great artists, the best in the industry, best in the world. I want to hear them do what they do best, right? Yeah. And it it was so good. I mean, like, and a lot of throwbacks too. Yeah. Which is really cool. Yeah. When they brought out Trisha Yearwood and we'll get into some performances, but I want to start right away with best dressed. Okay, this is hard. I made a list, and I feel like your list is like one, (laughs) and (laughs) mine is like ten. I love it. So I'll start with you then. Uh, Name off a few. Okay, I have to say Gabby Barrett. I don't know if you saw her. She had like these gigantic black sleeves on. Like her dress was bigger than her and her husband. Like he couldn't even get near her. And I don't know how she made it down the carpet with that dress, but it was so cool. But I specifically loved all the blue that was on the carpet this year. I felt like a lot of people were wearing that color. Um, Miranda Lambert, Texan, Brian and Brittany Kelly, Tennille Towns and Mackenzie Porter, my Canadian girls, mm-hmm. looking good in blue. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I know your pick, I feel like, is going to be one of the dudes on the carpet. It has to be. And <laughs> it's not even the outfit itself. It's when he was getting interviewed on the 
carpet by Breland, by the way. Breland did a great job. All the hosts did, but Breland, I thought was crushed it. I thought awesome. I was like, he should. Not that I want him to steal my job, but yeah. hey, I'm like Breland. I would love to co-host something with him. I feel like he's so good at that. Yeah, he did a great job, and he had a great job of like connecting with the artists, you know, the fellow artists himself. But uh, going back to who he interviewed was Mitchell Tempenny. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say Mitchell Tempenny is because he had the bolo tie and he had a Texas look to him. And Breland asked him, like, you got the Texas Five going today. And I've, we've seen him in studio and outside the studio and doesn't really dress like that. And he's like, yeah, I went and got this today. Of course he did. That's so, like true Mitchell style. Right. He was like, you know what? I'm going to go to the ACMs in Texas. I'm going to look like I live in Texas and I'm from Texas. He looked like he did at his wedding. Like when his wedding photos came out to Megan, they're all wearing cowboy hats. I was like, I'd never seen Mitchell wearing a cowboy hat before, but he rocks it. Yeah, he, he looked great. Uh, he rocked it well. <laughs> and I just thought him saying, yeah, I went out and bought it this today. Like he didn't try to hide it. He just said, yeah, this is what I, it's like uh, when somebody comes to Nashville and they go out and buy, you know, a cowboy hat and they wear it on Broadway. Like, yeah, I'm in I'm Nashville. Cow- this is what I do. I'm a cowboy. But that's such a guy thing to do. Like women cannot just go out and buy their red carpet outfit like the day of the award show. Good point. Yeah, Good point. can't happen. But I will say I want to give a shout out to all the ladies out there that were bumping on the red carpet because there were a lot of baby bumps happening. Um, and Nicole uh, Combs, Luke Combs, Kimberly Kelly, Caitlin Smith, just to name a few. I was pregnant, obviously, at one point. I have a son, and I never had to go to an award show red carpet pregnant, and I was so grateful for that, but they rocked it because I wouldn't think it would be fun. Yeah, I was going to say, how would that, somebody who has been through that, what would that be like for you, you think? Because there's a lot of, (laughs) that's a lot in itself. Yeah. And they go out there and go on the red carpet and the whole performance and everything. That's got to be a lot, right? I I was really, not that I wanted the pandemic to happen, but I was pregnant through the pandemic and the CMA awards, like ACM awards were all happening. And I was like, man, I'm so glad I don't have to get dressed in a gown with this big belly. Yeah. And so I was really grateful, but all those moms, they look great. But, yeah. Okay. Best looking couple. This one's always really hard for me to choose because there's a lot of really great ones. Um, but I think I'm going to go with Nicole and Luke Combs because I feel like they're just the sweetest couple ever. And they both just look so in love and so pumped about them, you know, having another baby. So I'm going with Nicole and Luke. Okay. I'm going to go with another Nicole. And okay. That's Nicole Kidman and Keith Urban. Can't go wrong with them. I know it's a little cliche here, but they just look so cool and just, it's nothing fancy about it. It's just, we just show up and this is who we are. And you know, when they walk in a room, no matter what they're wearing, they just rock it and they look like the biggest power couple on that red carpet, which is saying something. Because they are. I know. Yeah, they really are. Like Nicole Kidman is just... So cool. Yeah. I have no other. Uh, that's it. She's just so cool. And then Keith is like, <laughs> also the coolest cool. guy ever. He just walks up and he's just like, hello there. I can't do the accent. But you know what I mean? He's like, I. That's something I never try to attempt because accents never come out in the moment the way that you could do them behind closed doors. Like as soon as you're put on the spot, you're like, nope, my Australian is now Jamaican. I know exactly. Like, am I Irish or Jamaican or German? <laughs> I, I don't know what it is here. But another one I thought that I noticed because she was constantly on the camera was Lainey and her new boyfriend. I saw that. Duck Hodges. I did not know. Yeah. And I, because I only know him as a sports fan and he played for a little bit in the NFL. He had, I think, maybe one start. But, and I was like, wait, I think that's pretty sure that's him. But I've never seen him outside of a football uniform. And he's wearing the bolo tie, sitting next to her. And, you know, anything she wears, she rocks well. So next to her, I was just like, okay, I like it. When they showed them on the carpet, he was the only one in the picture at one point. And I was like, who is that artist? Because he looked so country. And then she came walking in and like put her arm around him. And I was like, 
what is happening here? I did not know. So yeah, very cool new relationship announced on the carpet. Um, Best acceptance speech. There were so many. I kept literally writing down my favorite and then I'd erase it and be like, no, (laughs) this one wins for me. But Cole Swindell, he got to make a few tonight, which we will talk about. But Mm -hmm. um, his little shout out at the end, since I'm a mom, to wish everyone happy Mother's Day. I loved he didn't thank his fiance, so I thought when he won the next award, I was like, okay, surely he's going to thank his brand new fiance, and he did not. So I'm like, Cole, if you're listening, don't miss her on the next acceptance speech. <laughs> yeah, right. You got to tell him. <laughs> yeah. You got to send him a text. Somebody Come needs to text on. him, hey, man. I'm going to literally right now be like, dude, you just got engaged. <laughs> I do love the Mother's Day thing, because uh, he came back. He gave his speech, and then everybody, the writers, all the other writers talked, and then he came back, and and said, happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. So I did love that as well. Me too. But I think we can both agree the best, it made me literally LOL, was Hardy. He walked <laughs> I think up. I messaged you. I yeah, was like, I did he really just do that? Yes, he did. <laughs> he walked up and said, I forgot to spit my dip out before I came up here, so I got a dip in right now. And he just went on and went on about his business. Typical Hardy form. Good old country boy, just doesn't care, walks up there and big old lipper in his mouth and accepts an award. Yeah, I mean... It would not be an ACM Awards without like something's like crazy like that happening during your. You don't know or don't expect that you're going to win an award. You're like in the bathroom or you're yeah. with a dip in like Hardy, but he he still was able to speak really well, which I've never done dip before. But I feel like it would be tricky to not spit at if, some point. If you're a seasoned veteran, for sure, he probably has done it for so long that he just swallows it, which is uh. very tough. <laughs> To imagine, and I mean, I've done it a few times on accident, <laughs> never on purpose. So uh, Hardy is a veteran in the dipping world, but his speech was awesome and just coming up there and do- doing that. And we were talking about the most fun to sit within the audience. If you were at that show, if you had to have a seat next to somebody, who would it be with or people? I mean, I would say Hardy, but now that I know he was doing dip and <laughs> spitting in a cup <laughs> in the front row, I'm like, mm, maybe not. But honestly, Lainey Wilson is... One of my favorite people ever. Every time I'm with her, I always have the best time. And I just know she, no matter what, win or lose, like she was going to be having a party and enjoying herself. So I would want to sit with Lainey. I can't go wrong with that. Lainey mm-hmm. and, and now Duck Hodges, of course. Too. Yes, I know. I guess I'm scooching him over, though. I'm sitting with Lainey. <laughs> You're like, you got to, excuse me, Duck. But mine would be, and they didn't really show him. I was kind of upset as Jelly Roll. I don't know where he was sitting. He obviously, maybe he wasn't sitting. He was partying uh, yeah, somewhere. That's probably true. <laughs> he, he said that on the red carpet, too. They were like, hey, how's your, you know, your, been here it's in, in Texas. How's your night going? He's like, girl, we've been partying since Monday. <laughs> and he's not lying. No, no not he's not all. lying. So I would just love to sit next to Jelly Roll. It'd just be anywhere with Jelly Roll. Um, and to be at an event like that would be awesome. I can't even imagine just the, how loud he was and how much fun he was having because he's just joyful no matter what he's doing and no matter where he's at. So mine would have been Jelly Roll for sure. And moving on from that, the host, ho- two hosts. Two hosts. So... I was so excited when I found out that Garth and Dolly were co-hosting the awards because, one, I love Dolly Parton. I mean, who doesn't? And I feel like she's so great at it, but Garth Brooks has never... I've never seen him in that kind of position before. But as if you've been to a Garth show, you know that he's he basically is a host every night when he performs yes. because he's so good. So I just was kind of intrigued to see what he was going to be like as a co-host. And I feel like he crushed it. Because he never felt like he was reading off a teleprompter. I mean, at times he was, but um, I just think that that's something he should do more of personally. And the two of them were together was really cool. A lot of like royalty up there. And Dolly, I love her outfits. They're just so good. And the goat, bringing the literal, oh. literal the goat 
coming out on stage at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. The great thing about Garth was, and like you said, he's got such a presence on him and he's performing, but he was up there with Dolly and he kind of knew it. He let her be the star of the show because as big as he is, which is crazy to say, Dolly is even bigger. She's the goat. She is the goat. Exactly. So <laughs> I thought he did a great job of letting her, even though they were co-hosts, she was really the star of the show all night, even with the end performance uh, with her new song at the very end. And I thought they just, I, they teamed it well together. They gelled well together. And like you said, he was very smooth with everything he did. And I thought they were just awesome together. They were yeah, entertaining. I, I hope they get them again next year. I, yeah. I truly, I did enjoy them. Um, I was wondering where he was going when he was talking about the goat and naming all of these incredible men. I was like, you have not listed yeah. <laughs> one woman, sir. And then I was like, okay, I see where you're going with this. Um but yeah, the amount of awards that were given out tonight was overwhelming. Did you have any that kind of shocked you? I mean, we'll get into it more, but was there a category that kind of blew your mind? I wouldn't say necessarily a category. I would say overall Cole Swindell. Yeah. And how much he won. And I'm not hating on it at all. It's just that shocked me more than anything. I mean, it started with Cole Swindell, boom, won the first award. And then the song of the year, she had me at Head to Carolina. And I think it's just the background of Heads of Carolina, right, that everyone loves. And, yep. and Jody Messina, they performed it, and it was great. So I was surprised. That was my biggest surprise probably of all the awards is how many he took away. Yeah, me too. And not like you said, I love that song so much, and it's so cool for them to bring back such an iconic 90s song and have Jody Messina on the show. But um, I just was not expecting him. I think the second award he also was not expecting to get because – you look at all those songs that are nominated, I don't know who chooses them, but it would be a really tough job because I could not do it. No, because they're all so great. You're like, yeah, that's going to win. No, wait, that's going to win. Wait, I know. Wait, oh, that's the winner. You're like, oh, okay. She had me at Head to Carolina. But it is a jam. And I feel like maybe we should encourage people to rewrite epic 90s songs. Why Seems not? like it's going well for it's Cole. Going, it's going well. Let's keep doing it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Let's run through the awards then real quick. And we'll start with the ones that were announced the night before. New Male Artist of the Year. The finalists were Bailey Zimmerman, Dylan Scott, Nate Smith, Zach Bryan, Jackson Dean, and Ernest. And Crazy. the winner was Zach Bryan, which was a little surprising only because he's not really on the radio. Yeah. And But he's got such a big following and he's such a great artist. So like me personally, I was like, well, yeah, that makes sense. But it was just a little surprising in the sense of he's not as well known throughout the country as maybe say somebody like uh, an Ernest or even a Bailey Zimmerman, of course, too. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that category was so stacked because yeah. especially in the new era with social media and the amount of TikTok fans that people have and stuff like that artists like Nate and Bailey Nate Smith and Bailey Zimmerman like these guys at the start of their career already have such a massive fan base and people that show up for them in such a huge way so I feel like Zach Bryan's super deserving of it but it could have gone so many ways and I feel like they'll all be nominated again at some point. Yeah, they're, uh, none of those guys are going anywhere anytime no. soon. No. That's for sure. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. 
find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. New Female Artist of the Year category, so many great ladies in here. Caitlin Smith, Megan Maroney, Haley Witters, Morgan Wade, and Priscilla Block. And I was so, so, so happy. I have been such a longtime supporter of this girl. Haley Witters was the winner. Yeah. Congrats to her. She deserves every bit of it. Her performance was awesome, too. I mean, it was simple, subtle, but sim- uh, typical Haley. She's up there with a smile the whole time. Sounds great. Looks great. And I'm very, very happy for her as well. I remember when she first started releasing music and I played her on radio in Canada and I got a message from her and Cappy being like, thanks so much for supporting. And, you know, we, we hope that, you know, this turns into something really big. And I was like, I've loved her since her first EP she ever released. And to see where she is now, I'm like, girl, you, and she crushed it. Her performance yes. was one of those that I listed as one of my favorites for sure. Yeah. And you could tell everyone feels the same about her in the industry, whether it's an artist or somebody in management or somebody that works, you know, red carpet interview radio, anything. Everyone, she walks in a room and you're like, this girl is just special. So congrats to her. We'll go on to song of the year. And the finalists were Morgan Wallen, Sand in My Boots, Cole Swindell, She Had Me at Head Carolina, Cody Johnson, Till You Can't, Hardy and Laney Wilson, Wait in the Truck, and Chris Stapleton, You Should Probably Leave. We just talked about Cole. 
Yeah. And he won this. And song of the year, like you have to really look up how these songs are chosen because, you know, there is reasons why they choose song of the year and single of the year. There's certain criteria that they have to match and stuff, but every single one of those matches the criteria to be nominated. My personal favorite out of that one has always forever been till you can't by Cody Johnson. Like that song just blows my mind, but I'll be honest. I feel like all of those songs are ones that I've listened to multiple times over the past year. So when he was announced, I, I didn't go, eh, I don't think that's right. I was just like, damn Good for you, Cole. I know. Yeah, same here. My personal favorite would probably be, and I thought it would win just because it's who he is, Chris Stapleton, you should probably leave because it's just Chris Stapleton. Just because. (laughs) It's just you hear that voice and you can't go wrong with that. That's one of my favorite songs from him for sure. Um, Group of the Year. So nominees, Lady A, Midland, Old Dominion, Little Big Town, and Zach Brown Band. And big surprise for the sixth year in a row, Old Dominion. But honestly... They are incredible. Like, Uh I got to go out and watch a bunch of their shows on the No Bad Vibes tour, and their show is, like, something I've never seen before. It is truly incredible. So I can't say I'm at all surprised that they've won that award for six years because they really are such a great group. Yeah, and they put out album after album, single after single, and they've been doing it for so long, like you said, six times. That's insane. It's almost like they just show up now and they just know. They're like, yeah, okay, we're here again to do it. I do want to call Matt out, though, lead singer who broke his pelvis. Mm -hmm. Back in January, I interviewed them right before they were, they was like the beginning of the tour. And he said to me, they were talking about a skiing trip. And he was like, I'm not allowed to go out, you know, on the slopes because I'm the most accident prone. (laughs) So when I heard of his injury, I was like, Matt, what were you doing? What were you doing? So I'm calling you out. No more activities while on tour. I did like his cane, though. I did. He looked really cool. Yeah, I was going to say, you rocked that cane pretty well. Of course, they would have a cool cane like that. Yeah. They always look cool. They sound cool. Just cool guys. And speaking of cool, the duo of the year finalists, we got Dan and Shay, Brothers Osborne, Brooks and Dunn, Maddie and Tay, The War and Treaty. Brothers Osborne wins. I wasn't surprised. Those guys, I mean, all these finalists are great, but Brothers Osborne, there's just something about them. That anytime they're on a lift or something, you're like, yep, they're probably going to win this award. Just like Old Dominion. Yep. I will say, Warren Treaty, their performance on the ACM Awards was, and everyone will probably agree with this, everyone in the crowd and even Garth and Dolly when they went on after, like the most mind-blowing, impressive performance I've ever seen. Yeah, they caught me by a big surprise. I mean, I've never seen them do a live performance at all. And I was like, it, it was just nonstop. I literally am speechless because I, as I was watching it, I was just like, holy moly, they're taking everyone to school right now in vocals because it's like, and their husband, wife. I know. Power, power couple. Good for them. Yep. Okay. Single of the year. Here we go again. Lainey Wilson, Heart Like a Truck. Carly Pierce and Ashley McBride never wanted to be that girl. Cole Swindell, she had me at Heads Carolina. Kane Brown and Caitlin Brown with Thank God and Cody Johnson Till You Can't. So, again, Cole Swindell took it home when she had me at Heads Carolina. And, again, I'm not surprised that he took it home, but there were just so many other great ones in there. I did have a feeling that Lainey was going to take it home with Heart Like a Truck. But Same. I thought she would be the winner. I was like, when that came up, I said, yeah, it's probably going to be Lainey because you knew she was going to win a few awards, at least more than one for sure. And when that came up, it was Heart Like a Truck. That song's everywhere. Everywhere. From commercials to your radio to the playlist. And I was either that, or I thought Kane Brown and Caitlin Brown had a chance as well, just because of their duo. 
the husband and wife aspect of it. And I was, it's a great song. They both sound great on it. But Colson Dome. He does it again. I secretly was kind of hoping Kane Brown and Caitlin would win it just because I really wanted her to win an award for that song because I love the two of them together so much. And she has crushed it. Like for someone that I know she has a singing background, but hasn't done a lot of performing prior to this. I was like, girl, you are a powerhouse. Yeah. Did you go to their Nashville show or no? No, I didn't go. Okay. Yeah. So I went to that show, what, a month or two ago? And we're all anticipating, okay, how is she going to sound live? It's a whole different ballgame, right? Live on stage in front of a crowd. Even better. Really? Even better. I'm not surprised, honestly. I was like, she is overtaking the stage from Kane. And Kane, Kane knew it. He's like, go ahead, girl. It's all yours. So she sounded great. They sound great together. And let's go to Male Artist of the Year now with Chris Stapleton, Kane Brown, Jordan Davis, Morgan Wallen, and Luke Combs being the finalists. Now, Morgan Wallen won, but did you think that Anytime Chris Stapleton's on on the list, I always think it's going to be him winning. And then Luke Combs is another one. But Morgan, he takes it home. It sucks he couldn't be there. Yeah, I know. six-week thing. And Garth did a good job of just talking for him at the end there. But I got to say, I was a little surprised Chris or Luke didn't win. As big as Morgan is now and as much as he's crushing it, I just thought Male Artist of the Year might have gone to either Chris or Luke. But I'm glad for Morgan. I personally, and I just had this gut feeling, which obviously I was wrong, I thought for sure Kane Brown was going to take it home. I really did, mainly because most people would have expected Luke or Chris or Morgan to win it. And I was just like, you know what? No, this is Kane's year. This is Kane's year. I really felt like I had, you know, it right. And then when they announced it, obviously Morgan is so deserving of it. And I'm bummed for him. But I do think as far as snubs go, I still feel like Kane Brown, how he has, he didn't win anything tonight. I'm just like, man, that guy deserves some awards. Yeah, that was surprising. I will say that too. I mean, nothing at all. I thought he'd win. Yeah, you're right. Male artist here. Something. Single of the year like we just talked about. But he didn't really take up anything. That was very surprising. Yeah. Um, female artist of the year. Such great ones. And I'm going to talk about a surprise in this one um, in a second. But Kelsey Ballerini, Lainey Wilson, Carly Pierce, Ashley McBride, Miranda Lambert. And Lainey Wilson was the winner. So deserving. And all those ladies are so, so talented. The big surprise to me in that category was that Carrie Underwood wasn't nominated. Did that not shock you a little bit? Yeah, I didn't really, I mean, it didn't process in my head until you wrote it down in the notes, and I said, yeah, wait, what? Where is she? I thought it was a typo when they first announced it. I was like, surely they got this wrong. Right? She's nominated for Entertainer. Come on, guys. I I just think she should have been nominated, but either way, Lainey Wilson, so dessert. Like, this is the year of Lainey Wilson. It really is. And I, she could not be a more deserving human to have all those things happening to her. Um, but her acceptance speeches were so, so incredible. I just love her because she's so well-spoken. Like I've interviewed her a bunch of times and she's just somebody that when you are interviewing her or talking to her, or she's speaking, you're listening to every word she says. And she's so inspiring mm-hmm. that I feel like she probably inspired a lot of young performers sitting at home watching. Yeah, she has that presence about her, too. Even people who don't like country music or maybe not. My mom being, well, she likes country music, but she texted me last year, I think it was during CMAs, and she's like, Lainey Wilson is amazing. Yeah. Everyone loves Lainey Wilson. She is, and she's just so fun. Yeah, and she's fun on stage. She's fun everywhere. And then speaking of Lainey, she won Album of the Year with Bell Bottom Country. The other finalists were Miranda Lambert with Palomino, Luke Combs, Growing Up, John Party, Mr. Saturday Night, and Ashley McBride with Ashley McBride Presents Linville. 
I wasn't surprised at this one, and I'm happy for her because during the red carpet, she was saying, they asked her, if there's one award you want to win tonight, what would it be? And she said, album of the year. So good for her, well-deserved, great album, and not surprised at all. No, me neither, because that record I played over and over and over again, because it really is like from start to finish, so great, every song on it. And I got to hear her do something really cool last year at CMA Fest. She did... Um, like one of the songwriters rounds and I got to hear her sit down and play a couple of the songs off that record with the writers and just to hear what they heard in the room the day that they were writing those songs for that album you're like wow to hear what it turned out to be it almost sounded just as good with them with acoustic guitars right and yeah. she said didn't she say tonight she wrote 300 songs 300 songs during COVID yeah 300 where are the rest of those I is know. what I want to know. Lainey, if you're listening to this, we need those right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, release them all. Because guaranteed, they're all great. And she'll she'll be like, no, they're all, cra-. like half of them are crap. And that's why they didn't release. But I bet you any money we would all jam out to them for sure. Yeah, if Morgan can drop 36 songs on an album, we, we need a 36 album from Lainey <laughs> 300 Wilson 300 songs yeah. from Lainey Wilson. <laughs> hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story with the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. 
As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are we there? Are we at the Entertainer of the Year? Flying Um, by, just like the award show itself, right? It did. Honestly, it did because... You don't get bored. Like you said, there's so many great performances. But what I want to say about the Entertainer of the Year category is I loved how they did the videos. Like it was like a show opener video for every single entertainer. It was just so exciting. It was kind of like their fight song playing before they came out. I was like, this is cool. This is a new thing I've never seen before. It's like a boxer walking out to to the song or something. I like that. Yeah, that's a good good call, actually. That was um, awesome for them to do that. Pumped me up. I was like, all right, let's go. Um, Jason Aldean, Miranda Lambert, Chris Stapleton, uh, Carrie Underwood, Kane Brown, Luke Combs, and Morgan Wallen. That's a stacked category. That's unreal. And Chris Stapleton took home first time winning. That's surprising. Entertainer of the Year at the ACMs. Now, my first thought when... I saw that was, I guess he's not a huge entertainer, quote unquote, you know, he's probably got the best voice overall on the songs. But when I think of entertainer, you might think of somebody more along the line of Morgan Wallen, Kane Brown up on the stage, maybe entertaining. I saw uh, Luke Combs a few weeks ago here in Nashville, and that was a hell of a show. Yeah, I think it's like, what is your definition of a great entertainer? And that can be such a broad answer because there's a lot of people fans that would say Chris Stapleton is the entertainer of the year because when they go to a show of his they're blown away mm-hmm. but there's you know when I go to a show and I see Carrie Underwood put on a show like it's a Las Vegas residency every night and she's changing 500 times in the show <laughs> like she's amazing right so I, yeah I think it kind of depends I would love to hear fans take on that award because I bet you would be there'd be so many different answers to who took home Entertainer of the Year. Yeah, it's a very open award. You, yeah. I want to do like a poll or something, but yeah. then the poll would have to be like, but leave a comment here, and everybody's comment's a little <laughs> bit different, you yeah. know. But I, I agree. I don't. I didn't see Carrie this year either perform, but I heard her shows are absolutely unbelievable. She's incredible. But I mean, like you said, Luke Combs. I've seen uh, Jason Aldean, Miranda Lambert. Like they're all such incredible entertainers. And so is Chris Stapleton. So I just loved his pure shock. I've never seen him get quite that emotional in an acceptance speech because the guys won a lot of awards. Right. But that one really blew him away. He was not expecting that. Right. Yeah. And he talked about his kids and, you know, how he takes time away from them. And he's uh, really appreciative of them, like, understanding. And, uh, yeah, that was a surprise to me, too. I was like, wait, is he going to cry a little bit right here? Yeah. He definitely got emotional, which is something he's very stoic, very just... Straight face. This is what you're getting. You get my beautiful voice. Yeah. <laughs> that's about it. Just so. listen. That's it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, well, we already talked about our biggest surprise with Cole Swindell. What about performance of the night? We talked about a little bit, but did you 
have a favorite. You got a, a list of about <laughs> seven of them. <laughs> I'm like that person that's like, just pick one. I'm like, can I have three? Are you sure I have to pick one? No, I pick have, multiple. I have honorable mentions. Okay. Because okay? Okay. I, I can never pick just one. Um, but I think my favorite is going to be Jelly Roll with Lainey Wilson, where she exited the stage and went into her performance of Grease. And then she dropped her pack that her in-ears, for anyone who doesn't know what that is, mm. like they be, they came off of her pants and she grabbed it in the air while she was playing air guitar and then just held her pack in her hand while she performed the rest of the song. Like that, she is going to be in the entertainer of the year category at some point. I'm yes. putting it out there. Yes. And not too far from now. Not too yeah. long from now. Absolutely. Um, and then honorable mentions, Cody Johnson, Mamas Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up To Be Cowboys, uh, War and Treaty, like we said before. And then Carly Pierce and Trish Yearwood, their medley performance of all Trish's hits was really, really cool. That was one of the earlier performances of the night, but I loved that. They were awesome together, and uh, Trisha sounded great. So good. I mean, she Carly was sounding good, and then Trisha came on. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, okay, Trisha. You're like, hello, Trisha. Right? Okay. My favorite was, you already said it, Cody Johnson, Mamas Don't Let Your uh, Babies Grow Up To Be Cowboys, and the whole Willie Nelson FaceTime thing, and that was awesome. Cody Johnson playing in Texas, playing, I mean, come on, you can't go wrong with that. And so since you already talked about that, though, I'll also go with Ed Sheeran and Luke Combs. Uh, that was so good. Awesome. I mean, I've seen videos of them performing on stage together, but to actually see it live, even though it's on TV, but live actually happening, singing Life Goes On. I mean, those are two very, very talented artists, very talented people and to see them combine together. And it's not like they play a lot together. No. That's what amazes me about these people that come on stage, like even the Trisha and the Carly Pierce, where it's like, it's not like they go on tour together. It's not like they perform together. And they can just hop on a stage and just kill it. Yeah, I know. I I can't sing. But I'm like, <laughs> you know, that would take a lot of work for most, I think. But a lot of them just walk out there and make it happen. Ed Sheeran did say on the red carpet that he wishes he could switch into the country music genre because he thinks... The country music is so great, and the songwriters are so talented. So Whoa. we're just putting it out there, Ed. If you want to come over to the country world, we will welcome you with open arms. Open arms, Ed. You hear that? I know you're listening to this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Ed. Come on in, Ed. That goes through all the awards. Biggest surprise, favorite performance. Is there anything else you'd like to add? I think just that all in all, there was not one part of the award show, which sometimes when you watch award shows, you're like, snooze, I'm not loving this, or I'm not super entertained. Every performance was so great. Everyone sounded great. Everyone looked great. It was actually like one of the most entertaining award shows I've watched in a long time. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did it off of that, piggyback off of that. And like I said, no commercials. About an hour in, I was like, wait, are they going to be commercials? And there really wasn't. It was just nonstop, one thing after the other. As soon as it looked like they are going into a commercial and you're going to take a little breather to go to the bathroom or something, you're like, wait, oh. Somebody, I know. Cody Johnson's on stage now. Oh, here we go. I went to go get a snack and Miranda Lambert started singing and I was like, stop, 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 stop. Uh, right? I'm not ready. Yeah. So good on <laughs> Amazon. Amazon did great. Everything was great. Garth, Dolly. Bobby did great. Yes, Bobby, you did. We learned about your golf game with uh, Kane, mm -hmm. and it was cool to see that backstage because that's something that as a viewer of an award show, they exit the stage and you don't see them anymore. So to kind of have that in between to keep you, like you said, entertained and not bored through the entire thing, it was really cool. So yeah. fan of that for sure. Overall, A+. Plus. Great job. 
And uh, where can they find you on social media? Uh, at Shannon Ella. Okay, Shannon, that's simple. Yeah. All right. Find me, uh, Kickoff Kevin, and thanks for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed. And Shannon, this was a lot of fun. Yeah, so much fun. Thanks for having me and getting to do this. Thank you guys for listening to the ACM Awards special. This has been a BobbyCast production. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right.